What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. everyone to bled so said so we are embodying our positive bitch selves today we're gonna talk about the divine feminine we're gonna talk about so many divine things we're probably gonna blow your mind welcome (laughs) welcome that was (laughs) a fantastic intro i gotta give that a round of applause that was superb it's better than we've ever done (laughs) (laughs) better than every intro ever on our show so little backstory this this is just to me it's so funny so i had been reaching out to so cc the host of that mm-hmm. bitch is positive mm-hmm. our yeah. wonderful guest and then obviously us we are hosted by a parent company or, or a subsidiary company of iHeartRadio radio called spreaker mm-hmm. and i was just reaching out to spreaker's marketing management team like is there anything we can do to you know can you put us out there can you run any ads on us anything we can do to grow like we we want to push past you know our our plateau here and they were like, you know, actually, I think it'd be really cool if I pitched you guys to CC and then y'all did an advertisement for each other. So I was like, okay, cool. Went and listened to an episode of CC show. And then Spreaker hit her up, had the same instruction. You have to listen to an episode of our show. <laughs> and we went down the rabbit hole of just loving each other's content. And here we are. And we reached out to each other and now we're friends and, mm-hmm. you know, doing the thing. So um, without further ado, CC is probably. And I mean this in the kindest way possible. Probably the most positive bitch I've ever met. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. And um, I just really appreciate your angle on spirituality and like whatever you know, whatever you want to go into. I'm, I'm. Well, I have a, I have a quick question if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can, just give me uh, what the closest you can get to a definitive answer. But what would you say is the sexiest hermetic principle? Mm, that is i love it i love it i'm all about it i really love the law of vibration and understanding that everything is vibration and the reason i say that's the sexiest one Mm -hmm. is because if you're putting out sexy thoughts sexy intentions and Mm -hmm. you're embodying your sexiest self you're going to attract sexy circumstances and that is what I'm all about. So <laughs> I love that. Like me, that. That's the sexiest one. That's facts. That's amazing. Okay, I have a I have a confession. I mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but I just today listened to your podcast for the first time. Mm-hmm. Welcome. But I have I have to say I am immediately a lifelong fan. Like for Isn't real, it it, so good. It's actually <laughs> like so fantastic. And Thank I was you. like scrolling through the titles, like okay, let's find one to watch or whatever. And mm-hmm. the one that I saw was how the seven hermetic laws can make you hotter <laughs> and that title i was like 
Yes, I'm so in. Uh, and, and it was funny, too, because one of the first things you talked about was um, I don't know if it was your dad or, or somebody that, you know, dad is a land. It was into like really likes landscaping to look nice and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my job right now is landscaping. Oh, no. And I was doing that when I just happened to listen to that episode. <laughs> no way. Dude. Yeah. So oh, that, that is not a crazy. coincidence. Um... That was a crazy synchronicity. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, that is my dad. He's obsessed with the landscaping looking per <laughs> perfect. And that's really funny. What a synchronicity. I love I know. that. I know. That is it's definitely wild. not a coincidence. Yeah, mm. no. I, I, I immediately fell in love with the show. It is so funny. It's oh, I I also have to ask, is that your music in the beginning of the yeah, that's no. me. Really? Yeah, right. that's me singing, and I wrote that song. I'm also a singer songwriter. I do many what? random things. Yeah, that's unreal. Because I I'm not making this up. This is not mm -hmm. bullshit. The first thing I thought when it came on was, did she seriously license an Ariana Grande song? <laughs> like, did it, be, I swear to God, like I was like, yeah. this is obviously Ariana Grande, right? But Everyone thinks that. That's so funny. I think when you go <laughs> higher in tone, all the voices start to blend together. And so I've gotten that my whole entire life. But that is my song. I make music when I when I want to. And yeah, I just yeah. put it out there for anyone who wants to listen. But when I made Angel Energy, I had no idea that was going to one day be part of a podcast intro <laughs> outro. But when I wanted to start my podcast, I thought, well, I need an intro song. And then I just <laughs> used that one and that was it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like seriously super <laughs> Thank good. Thank you. Thank you I, so I much. I didn't I didn't even see I had a different when I when I first started listening to your show, it was like I was told to listen to specific episodes. Right. My mindset was like taking notes, like I gotta make an <laughs> ad, you know, like we had to do for each other. I had to record yeah. an ad. Like I, I had a different mindset, but now mm -hmm. I definitely gotta go back and and peep the song. Like I don't know how that went over my head. Is it on like Apple good. Music, Spotify yeah. kind of thing? It's yeah. on everywhere. I have other songs too. And I really, it's funny because I've always felt like I had the same purpose, which was to help other people heal. I originally thought that was going to be purely through music. So mm. I made music based on my own emotional experiences to help other people feel what they needed to feel so they could release it instead of it becoming stagnant and then turning into a secondary issue or illness down the line. Mm. And that journey ended up leading me somewhere else where I became a life coach and did content creation, but it's still a part of my overall branding, I guess you could say. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love Thank that. you. I like that. Yeah. Well, Nick, you never said like, what's your most sexy hermetic principle? Oh, I mean, come on. It's, it's as above, so below. Same. It's, Same. Come on. It's gotta be right. That's I mean, look, one. the law of vibration. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's sick. But I don't know. I like I like the ring of as above, so below. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hype. So it's after our um, phone conversation, and then we had been texting each other our crystals, mm -hmm. you know, showing all our bizarre crystals. <laughs> I had to totally drip out for this episode. <laughs> so you're not ready for this. I, I had to ready. go. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally we were when we first met. We were talking about like. <laughs> you know how how people get so obsessed with these things, um, but then don't like do the work. So I was like, mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look <laughs> as ridiculous as possible. At the crystal ring, at the crystal bracelets, I love the it. Crystal Buddhist beads. I mean, <laughs> that is sick, dude. Well, oh, I'm wearing one around my neck. You can see here, hey, oh, like that I, little Buddhist thing. I got yeah. one. 
I got okay, one. Okay, we're all we're, we're all we're, yeah. We're we all keep prepared. Yeah. Nice. Heck yeah. So <laughs> I'd like I'd like to um go in. I know you already told me this story, but obviously okay. the listeners don't know the story. I'd mm-hmm. like to go in to your name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it really is my birth story, and I have it as a running joke because I say that I've been fighting for my life since before I even was born. And you'll understand what I mean when I tell you this story. I didn't even tell you, totally forgot about this aspect, but there's a whole number aspect of this story that I forgot to mention. But it starts off with my mom was 33 years old and she at this point had two miscarriages and then she got pregnant again with me. I don't like to say accident. I say surprise. (laughs) And (laughs) she was just so gung-ho on having this baby, which was eventually me. And she went to the doctor and the doctor basically told her, there's no way you're having this baby. She was having issues that would cause someone to lose a baby. And Mm. she basically said, I I refuse. I refuse to not have this baby. I need to have this baby. I cannot lose another one. And the doctor was really – really set on telling her, you're not having this baby. So the doctor actually went ahead and scheduled her to have a DNC, which basically wipes out the womb. So if she was to go in for that appointment, she would have wiped me out. I would have been not alive for sure. So yeah, she ended up purposely missing the appointment and they actually called her and they said, where are you? Why haven't you shown up? And she told them, no, like I said, I refuse to have this DNC. I refuse to lose this baby. I'm having this baby. So she told them, I'll come in when all of those machines are turned off. When you can guarantee me that no machine is going to touch me, I will come into the office. So I think it was after like five o'clock, six o'clock, all the machines would be off. She goes in and she swears before the machine could even touch her stomach, she could hear my heartbeat. And she starts screaming, crying, oh, my God, there's a heartbeat. I didn't lose the baby. She's still here. She's still here. I'm going to have this baby. And the doctor still was almost getting stressed out and telling her, look, don't get excited. You're not having this baby. There might be a heartbeat right now, but there's way too much blood. It's not happening. And so my mom goes back home and her friend brings her this portrait of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is the Blessed Mother. And it's not a painting. I can't describe what this portrait is made out of, but it is the Blessed Mother. And she looked at this portrait every single day. And she said to the Blessed Mother, if you allow me to have this baby, I will name her after your son. And I don't even think she knew the gender of me yet. So she said, whether it's a girl, boy, I'm going to name her after your son, after Jesus Christ. And every single day, she literally didn't move. She prayed to this portrait. She prayed to the Blessed Mother. And she pretty much manifested me being born. And On the day that I was going to be delivered, there was a nurse that came in and she, this is so weird because I've never heard this happen to anyone in my whole entire life. The nurse was asking, oh, what are you going to name your baby? And my birth name is Krista. I go by Cece, but my birth name is Krista. And 
my mom told this nurse, I'm going to name her Krista. And the nurse said, you know what? I don't really like that name. You know, that that's not really, that's not really a modern name. And she said, if you're going to do that, at least do it with a K because that's more modern. And my mom said, no, I have a promise with the blessed mother that I'm going to name her C-H-R-I-S-T-A. That is what I promised. And that's what I'm going to do. And with that, my mom said it was almost unhuman the way this nurse reacted. She just like a robot turned around and just swooshed out of the room and went down the hallway. And my mom was so weirded out by the situation and how she moved that she literally got out of the hospital bed and ran behind her, looked in the hallway and she was gone. She could not find this woman anywhere. She asked other people, who was that nurse with the brown hair? She described her. No one knew who that was. They said that nurse wasn't even a worker there in general. They've never heard of her. They didn't know who she was. And so my mom ended up giving birth to me on 111 so 111 at 144 which i now understand are synchronicity and angel numbers and she conceived me at 30 33 years old and later on this was only a couple years ago she was telling this story to someone who was very spiritual and she the lady who's very spiritual asked my mom, did you see that nurse's feet? Did she have feet? And my mom said, you know what? I didn't look, but now that you say that, I don't think she did. And the way oh, she moved whoa. was so unhuman and I've never experienced anything like that before. And so she's so thankful she didn't understand this part of spirituality back then because she said it would have scared her to death. Mm -hmm. And now she can handle it because she's much deeper in her own spirituality. And we kind of lean on each other for spirituality. And now we can both look at that and be like, oh, that wasn't a human. That was some lower Whoa. entity trying to sway whatever this plan that me and my mom have together was trying to sway that original plan. And that is how I got to planet Earth. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a lot to unpack. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot to unpack. I mean, dude, like, you know, she told me this on the phone and I was like, what <laughs> like <laughs> immediately you know all these thoughts start going through my head like it's it's some spiritual force was oh yeah whether it was an evil entity trying to uh get your mother to not name you that so yeah. that those vibrations wouldn't be put on you mm -hmm. or maybe it was a test yeah, that's yeah. What I was made a promise to the mother yeah. maybe it was a test i don't know but she passed if it was a test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she yeah, passed. yeah. You know, she but passed. that 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 means something pretty significant to me when you said, mm -hmm. um, I feel like my whole life since before I was born, something was trying to prevent me from getting here. My yeah. dad's always told me that. I think my mm -hmm. dad even wrote that in his book. He always felt like something was trying to oh. kill him. <gasps> I have goosebumps because I literally feel the same exact way. Yeah, that's that's like that that the second you said that, I was like, Oh my god, like we really are meeting for a reason. Wow. And 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 there's a lot of like synchronicities between mm -hmm how we met and this coming together. And, you know, I do have to say your, your Instagram or your Instagrams because you have two mm -hmm. of them. <laughs> yes. I think the content is so, it's just so well executed. It's, it's, it's just so awesome what you're doing. I, there's, there's nothing I love more than someone like you and the many others that we've come across who are trying to use their knowledge of spirituality and these mm -hmm. strange, bizarre things mm -hmm. to try to like, enrich other people's lives with positivity and 
you know, it's just what you're doing is so awesome. Well, Thank you. You. It, you do it in kind of like a similar way to like our show. You know, you, you honestly. It, yeah. You, you do it in a way where you're like this translator where you mm -hmm. take this like very high concept kind of confusing sometimes stuff and you relate it to like a, a very specific like kind of group of people in a very comfortable way, like where it's easy to understand, you know, it's fun. It Thank is, you. It, yeah, it's more fun. fun. It's funny and it's not intimidating. It's whimsical. That, yeah. Thank you. You know, yeah. I think it was during COVID that I really solidified what I wanted to do because during COVID, well, my parents thought I was crazy, but I oh was printing God. out that government gateway document, highlighting oh, uh -huh, it, uh -huh. understanding what manifestation was, obsessed with Dr. Stephen Greer, UFOs, all these multidimensional beings. And I would sit my parents down and just like a podium, read to them everything <laughs> I was learning. And they were like, we're worried you're getting too weird. And I said, oh no, honey, I'm just getting started. <laughs> and so, I knew from that point, I was like, there's no way that people like me, girls like me, my friends are going to go to gov.com gov and print out these articles and highlight them and read quantum physics textbooks and the law of one. So mm -hmm. you know what? Yeah. I'm going to be the one to do that. And I'm going to translate it into a language they can understand because this information is priceless. I mean, it mm -hmm. changed my life. I know it can change other people's lives too. That's cool. Yeah. You're, you're translating it for the girlies. Yeah. Uh, literally. We're like, we're like translating it for like the dudes who like anime mm -hmm. and, and like nerdy, <laughs> nerdy stuff. Like it's, it's so funny when I was listening to your show today, I was, I got this over, overwhelming vibe. Like it's the same thing. You're like our sister show. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're, you're literally like our sister show. And another weird synchronicity is like, you're the creator of your show and you make music. And we do that too. It's oh it's my gosh. so weird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So our our music for the podcast was all made by Nick. But also, oh, yeah. I don't know because we follow each other on Instagram now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've caught wind of this or have really understood what I've been posting. But we have a very heavy metal band together. <laughs> oh, I think you actually mentioned that to me. That is really funny. The that opposite of your music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. It's definitely different. But hey, it's all positive vibes. So we need variety. Good. We love yeah. variety. Yeah. yeah. No, I had the same vibe, Nick. I was like, you know, put onto your show by Spreaker. I listened and they, and by the way, they, they had me listen to the divine feminine episode. Mm -hmm. nice. So that mm -hmm. was the first one I heard. And I was like, Oh my God, like she gets it. She gets it. Mm -hmm. I'm just listening to the show. Like I have to meet her like Jenny. I have to reach out to her. I'm following her on Instagram. It took me a while to reach out because mm -hmm. you know, just life gets in the way. And yeah. then, you, and then you, after I followed you and then you mm -hmm. started following me, you reached out to me and I'm yeah. telling my wife, like, it's happening. Like <laughs> it's she happening. messaged me. I've been meaning to mess her, message her. You know, there's yeah. just other guests we've been booking and, mm -hmm. and you know things going on, and it's just total synchronicity. And I had the same yeah. vibe. Like this is like these shows like have a very similar energy. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it was after I listened to the podcast episode where you were reading the transcript from one of your dad's past life, or no, just a regression yeah. on the, a hypnosis to understand what he experienced. And when he was talking about the Divine Mother, I started crying because that was something I've been feeling again since COVID and that whole whirlwind was happening on planet Earth, that the Earth was shifting, that the collective consciousness was shifting, and that it's almost like the Earth is going through a dark night of the soul and mm -hmm. unraveling all of these energies that 
are too violent or just too in our wounded masculine. And when I heard someone else validate that, I, I just got full body goosebumps, started to cry. It was such a confirmation wow. for me. And that's why I said to myself, I need to reach out to this human being because this is special to me. This is someone who understands it. And when you're going out into the world, not everybody does. <laughs> so when you find those people, you kind of want to make them like your family. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. There's that a, means a lot to, to me too. There needs to be like, and there is, there is this like big support system. It's like mm -hmm. a big net yeah. of support with experiencers or, or with people who are interested in this, this, these sort of subjects. Like there's like this net of support and, and mm -hmm. it's a very safe space. Most yeah. of the time, Yeah, <laughs> most of the time there are yeah. exceptions, but yeah. I, I feel like people like us, you know, whether, whether it's people like me who grew up having traumatizing, you know, paranormal experiences, or it's people like you, all of you who have had a mix of not only experiences, but also just like a natural interest to these kinds of subjects, or just people out there who just like reading about spiritual stuff. And they have a, a level of belief somewhere higher or lower than where any of us sit. I just think in general, anybody with an inclination towards this kind of knowledge and subject mm -hmm. are undergoing some form of spiritual awakening yeah and like i i think it's really happening i do i think it's mm -hmm. happening now and yeah. you know it's there's a reason that we're seeing all this ufo stuff on the news well mm -hmm. it's because they're trying to make they're trying to level the playing field to where everybody on plan, planet earth is talking about ufos and the fringe mm -hmm. and the beyond and you know what's really out there all those roads lead down to the bottom which is the conversations that you and i and nick and alex are having right now mm -hmm. all this spiritual stuff, but yeah. something's happening. There's a shift happening. And I didn't tell you this on the phone either. CC, mm -hmm. you, you held, um, you know, of course not on purpose, but you held the, the numerological significance for me. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to like this one. Mm -hmm. What my dad has taught me since I was a kid, probably the most important thing that still to this day, you know, I'm turning 30 in two months and he still beats this into my brain since I was like 13, 14 years old. Be positive, mm -hmm. be positive, have positive thoughts. He told me a few weeks ago, we were hanging out and he was just getting real deep with me. And he's like, you know, the only way that I survived all of this stuff and, and you'll, you'll see some stuff in the books. You see that's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like how can one human being go through all this, you know, being shot when he was 10 years old and dying, wow. and being pronounced dead so many different times, having wow. like four or five extreme near death experiences and, wow. you know, his wife dying in his arms when he was like 19 years old, all these traumatic oh circumstances. Gosh. And he told me the only way he survived all of it was just always visualizing the outcome being positive, mm. you know? It's so important because we are both broadcasters and receivers of energy. And whatever we are broadcasting most of the time, that's what we're going to receive. And I think that a lot of people don't realize it but they're so afraid of, oh, I don't want to be cursed or, oh, I need this evil eye or this or that. We're cursing ourselves mm -hmm. because we are the ones talking negatively about ourselves most of the time. Our mm -hmm. inner critic is on 24-7. We are the ones just making jokes about how we're not good enough, how we're not mm -hmm. pretty enough. We are the ones who are cursing ourselves. And as soon as we do that, and by cursing ourselves, I just mean talking negatively about ourselves or thinking negatively about ourselves or the world, we open the door to more negative energy to come into our auric field and attach onto us. 
it's that easy. We're living in an energetic universe and we don't need to understand, for example, gravity for gravity to be at work in our life. Whether I like it or not, if I step off a cliff, I'm going to (laughs) fall. So whether I like it or not, believe it or not, think about it or not, if I am thinking negatively about myself or the world, that is the door I'm opening and I'm inviting in negative energy, which is entities into my auric field. And if you have a thought, for example, that you're like, I don't understand. I can't stop thinking negative about this concept or this subject or myself. Most of the time, it's not you who is the originator of that thought. It's that you're receiving a thought from a negative entity that's just stuck in your energetic field. And I think that we need to stop, you know, blaming everyone else, looking at everyone else. We got to start focusing on ourselves here because a lot of the time we are the perpetrator of our own bad news. Mm. It's like what what you're saying is things that we talk about on the show and in some manner all the time. Mm. It's things we believe. But when I hear it from you, it just hits home. It just makes Mm. so much sense. Well, I'm happy to hear that, but it's just, I think it's, it's so important that we realize that. And that's why I made that bitch is positive. I mean, bitch stands for babe and true connection with herself and being (laughs) positive. It doesn't mean that we're having this false positivity when Mm -hmm. we have a negative emotion release it because Mm. emotion is meant to be in movement. It's meant to be like water, have Mm. a wave, let it go out. So it doesn't mean we're having this false positivity all the time, but we're connected to ourselves. So when Mm -hmm. we feel that negative feeling, instead of harping on it, instead of spiraling about it, we release it. We cry it out. We scream into a pillow. We do a workout. Twerk on the wall if that's how you want to release it. I don't, I don't really care. I've do been known to do that in my younger year. <laughs> younger year? You mean Bro. like a month ago? <laughs> <laughs> the last time I twerked, I was probably like 20. <laughs> okay, yeah, I do be twerking. On <laughs> Still presently, way. I do be twerking. I it's do be twerking. Way. It's a great yeah. way to release energy. If you think about dogs, you've ever seen two dogs play together and then uh, they run away from one another? The first thing they do is shake out their bodies. That's so true. if you're having a negative I don't know, argument, situation with another person. The first thing you want to do afterwards is twerk it out, release it, shake it out. (laughs) I'm telling you, it makes such a difference. And that way you're cleaning your slate. So then you can think of a better feeling thought or emotion. I've had some people tell me that what they they'll, they'll physically jump up and down, Mm -hmm. like just flushing out negative. And that's been proven too, that this is a rabbit hole. NASA did some studies Because um, they wanted to find out what was like the most efficient exercise that they could have astronauts do for their bone density and their heart Mm -hmm. health, you know, like cardiovascular type Mm -hmm. fitness training for uh, astronauts. And they found that like rebounding, like, you know, the little rebounder trampolines, Mm -hmm. they they had them do like 30 minutes of exercise on that or something like that. And they found that any sort of activity that's repetitive, jumping up and down, uh, fully flushes the lymph nodes and just like over time detoxes the body. And like, there's something to what you're saying. I mean, I think it's literally flushing out negative energy from the body. Yeah. I I was in a meditation once and I was asking my spirit guides or angels, whatever you want to call it. I was telling them, how can I release 
the trauma, a lot of women specifically have trauma in their hip area. Mm -hmm. And I asked them, how do I release that energy? Because I'm not really sure. I don't think sit-ups are doing it. And <laughs> they showed me a picture of a hula hoop. And I said, oh, a hula hoop. And literally every single night I do like 30 minutes of hula hooping because wow. if you think about it, it's like EFT, emotional freedom tapping. You're tapping on your sacral and solar plexus and repeatedly tapping on it is releasing the energy stored in there. So if you have sexual trauma or any sort sort of trauma with your feminine energy, doing hula hoop is going to release that. I call it hula healing. It's like, yeah, I'm very passionate about it, but let's it go. really does amazing things. You just blew my mind. Another major synchronicity mm -hmm. because we um, actually just booked a guest, mm -hmm. a man, a, a friend of my, my dad and I, by the name of Dr. Larry Burke, and he's going to mm -hmm. come on the show in about a month. And he actually wrote a book on EFT tapping. It's fantastic and when you That's do crazy. eft tapping they mostly focus on the face the different meridians on the face the collarbone mm -hmm. underneath your armpit and the top of your head but they usually don't do eft on your actual body or your larger chakras. he does it on the head yeah yeah he doesn't on think, that's yeah. what most people do they do it on the head the face and when i saw the hula hoop i was like this is like eft mm. but for my hips, my mm -hmm. stomach, the mm -hmm. bottom part of my body. And it does the same thing. It helps you release that energy. And it's, I think it's very special. So if anyone yeah. has trauma with that, get a hula hoop. That's, that's, that's brilliant. That's super helpful. Uh, like you said, I mean, uh, a lot of women suffer that similar type of trauma. So mm -hmm. like you're potentially helping a ton of people by, by spreading that information. That's so interesting. I hope so. I mean, I, I thank my spirit guides every single day because they really give me so much information. It's, it's not something I would think of. It, it's not possible mm -hmm. for me to know certain things, but they tell me and, and I listen and that, and I take whatever they tell me and I give it to other people. Even the other day, I found this really helpful. I think every, I don't think it's just women anymore. I used to, but I think everyone struggles with their soul body connection mm -hmm. and really connecting to your physical body. If you think about it, if we have all these past lives, it means we're in many different bodies. If we're actually a spiritual being having a temporary earthly experience, we're more so in alignment with a lighter frequency, not such dense energy. So mm. it's it makes sense that we're going to have a bit of trouble when we are connecting with this dense physical 3D mm. body. Mm. And I was asking my spirit guides, help me understand, you know, why am I in this body? Why is someone else in a different body? And what they showed me is they took me to a department store like a Macy's or a Bloomingdale's. And instead of there being clothes everywhere, there was bodies on hangers. And it sounds gory, but it mm -hmm. wasn't. It was like, oh, you could purchase this one or you could purchase that one. And, yeah. And they were showing me the different bodies and each body had a tag and it was a big <laughs> tag. But the tag essentially had the positive side effects and negative side effects that each body had the potential of aligning with. So, you know, one body could have five possible illnesses during its lifetime that it could align with. Here are the strengths. Here are the weaknesses. And the biggest part of the tag was the lesson you were going to learn from this body. And they were showing me the wow. reason why I picked this certain body was because I had to learn balance and self-discipline and mostly balance, which is something I don't like. So <laughs> it makes sense why I'm being forced to learn it. And they showed me we pick our bodies as a teacher, as a tool to help our soul grow and evolve. And that to me really helped me 
gain a better connection with my body. I think we're so mm. focused on how can I look like this? How can I attract a significant other? And we're missing the point. We're missing that we aligned with this body. We chose this body as a teacher to help us learn, develop, and grow. It's much more than we think that is happening during this earthly experience. And I think some people would say, well, I would never choose this body with this illness or that illness. But to our soul's point of view, they're thinking, oh, this is just an earthly exp experience. This happens within the blink, the of, an blink of an eye. Right. One of many. Eternity. Yeah, right. it's so right. different. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so wild. I've I've read that that like pretty much exact same concept mm -hmm. in like ancient mystic texts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, it's so cool that you were shown that in like a modern context. In a way, I would understand. Do you, know how I know. Yeah. Do you know how it describes it in the Tibetan Book of the Dead? Tell this us. Maybe what I'm thinking of. It, it probably is. Um, it's a little different, but it's mm -hmm. it's it's similar enough. A little different. Uh, similar <laughs> enough to where I I believe the truth of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dis the Dead describes that in between lives, you watch like basically. I mean, they don't have this word back then, but like mm -hmm. you basically watch like slideshows, mm -hmm. and you pick, you, you watch slideshows of like couples getting it on. And you wow. pick which parents are going to be the one that you're born from. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. your version a little better. Yeah, your version's a little cooler. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's, it's more hip to modern times. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, I, a, I have a follow up question with mm -hmm. uh, about your spirit guides. Mm -hmm. When was the first time that you communicated with your spirit guides? Oh, it was, yeah. Okay. So it was a little scary to me at the Ooh. time because I had no idea what was happening. Um, I was actually sleeping. Um, but I was going through the toughest time of my spiritual awakening, essentially. And that was the beginning, dark night of the soul, isolation, and going through a breakup, graduating college. It was everything at once. Mm. And I was really almost screaming at them to connect with me. And I mm -hmm. didn't know about meditation and, and all the things I know now. This was the very beginning. And I, I was, however, creating music. And that was the first thing I was ever drawn to. And so it was, you know, 3 a.m. And I wake up and I hear this translucent voice saying, right, right. And I'm thinking, what are they talking about? It To me, it sounded like the Beyonce song, like to the left, to the left, but to the right, to the right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't understand what to do with that information. Stupid shuffle. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, and who also said that, by the way, because what just happened? Yeah. And I was so scared. I still to this day am not a fan of the dark. I sleep with a night mm -hmm. light in my hallway. And anyway, I, I just forgot about it in that moment. Five minutes later, I started to write a song in my notes. When I went back to sleep and then I woke up the next morning. I was brushing my teeth and it occurred to me, oh my God, write, write, not the directional word, but like <laughs> write it down, <laughs> write it down, Stacey, or write it down. <laughs> and so that was my first connection. And once that happened, I was like, I want more. Mm. And then the second one was crazy because I was doing a meditation outside and I was finally getting into the groove of it. It was one of those days where I was having monkey mind, just mm. thinking about a bunch of different things. And my dog happened to be barking and 
it, it just disrupted my meditation. So I got up, I paused the video and I was like, Max, stop barking. I'm meditating. <laughs> I was like, what are you looking at? Relax. <laughs> and I was outside and it was dark. So I was a little like creeped out and wanted mm. to take a check. I sit back down and I look at the screen. I was listening to a YouTube video meditation and I always have subtitles on because my hearing is just not a hundred percent. And um, even though I wasn't looking at the meditation, my subtitles are still on because I always have it on. And in the subtitle, it said, hi, I'm Mark. And I'm like, what? I have goosebumps telling you this. And I reversed the video like 20 seconds and I'm waiting for the woman in the meditation to say, hi, I'm Mark. And she doesn't say it, but yet I see in the subtitles, hi, I'm Mark. And I'm like, what? How, how is this happening? <laughs> and then I went to a Reiki session and the Reiki master asked me, who's Mark? No. I swear to God. I swear to God. To the YouTube was, video. <laughs> is there more? No, no, that was it. And then no. I was like, oh. <laughs> the YouTube that's video, crazy. I was like, you know, that's cool. Like, I believe mm-hmm. you, but my brain is like, well, so, you know, they mm-hmm. messed up subtitles all the time. But the Reiki right. thing is like, come on. Yeah, that, that confirmed it for me, too, because I, I thought so, too. I was like, it's just a subtitle and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But when she said it, my jaw just dropped because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so this is real then. <laughs> uh, <yes>. Yeah, <laughs> this is really real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is what started my connection to them. And something that I've learned along my journey is that as you grow in your own spiritual journey, you actually get assigned different spirit guides for different moments in your life. And Mark was one of my beginning spiritual guides. He's not one of mine anymore, though. I've now aligned with high vibrational guides, and I love Mark and I miss Mark, but that is part of the journey. And that's something they told me so I wouldn't be upset or anything like that, but uh, it, it it's part of the journey. So what do you think wow. spiritual guides are? Like, like literally? Mm-hmm. I think they're just, it's just energy basically, but they're very, very high in vibration. Mm-hmm. So to me, spiritual guides are an energy, an entity that's very high in vibration. They have an amazing understanding of not only your personal journey and your lifetime, but life overall. They can understand the past, the present, and the future. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that spirit guides can be, you know, a loving ancestor. They can be an archangel. They can be different masters. I guess you could think of it like this. If I wanted to really pursue becoming a musician, a spirit guide that would then be assigned to me is someone who's also a musician to help Mm -hmm. me through. And something that I've done when I became a life and energy coach, there was a lot of new things I had to learn. Mm -hmm. And I would just ask them, you know, assign me a spirit guide who understands this so they can help me understand it better. And that's something I always do. I think it's something that we should all do. But at the end of the day, they're spiritual beings who want to help us. They're literally just love and light and positive energy. And some of them are masters in certain subjects. And then you can call on them to help you understand that subject. Yeah. Wow. That's profound. I like that. It's like, uh, you know, I, I I definitely believe in angels or, or mm-hmm. a lot of people. This is coming from someone who grew up as a subject in the UFO world, like I've noticed Mm -hmm. a lot of people get offended by the word angel. It's too Mm -hmm. religious for them. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Like to me, angel doesn't have to be so religious to me. It just means like there are beings that come from beyond. Yeah. They always look like light when I see them and the people around us and, Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're helping out, you know, like 
I, I definitely believe in angels. I definitely believe that there are higher entities that come back and guide us. And we don't always necessarily see them. Sometimes it's like thoughts or, or it's like that whisper that, that mm-hmm. is from your conscience or, yeah. you know, like it, it just resonates with me. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have any problem with the word angel. Cause I think in a way they are angels and how mm-hmm. someone wants to use our man-made language to describe something that our man-made made language can never truly describe doesn't right. bother me. <laughs> like right. we, we can only point to the truth. We can't even vocalize it. I don't believe. Growing up in the UFO, I, I, my dad and I always say the UFO world. It's like how mm-hmm. we describe the people out there who are like fanatical about UFO knowledge. Everybody's talking about it now, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. this. Back in 2008, 2009, 2010, et cetera, et cetera, like when our, when our documentary first came out and like not everybody was talking about aliens. It was a very niche group of people that would reach out to us on Facebook or, you know, just like online people that weren't even accepted day to day in their communities. But it was a following. It was a thing. And it's, it's very, very scientific, atheistic, no spirituality. You know, it's like super fringe. It's all Plartu, the Martian and, and Omega Zendon B who comes from, you know, mm-hmm. the Corinian Corellian cruiser. From, <laughs> they, they have all these names. I mean, I swear to God, like I'm making stuff off, but like, really, that's how it right. is. Yeah. And my dad came out talking about angels and like, we were mocked. We were like, we were, we were not treated Probably well. By worse, the, worse than mocked, honestly. Like, oh yeah. And, yeah. And, and like, that's, that's, you know, it doesn't matter. All that's old history. But mm-hmm. my point is I've, I've just, I've, I've noticed that there has been a pushback to, to the word angel in, in, in these communities. And I, th- I think we, you know, we call it what it is. Yeah. Angels. Yeah. I think for me growing up, I went to Catholic school, then a Jesuit college. And my mom was talking about angels, Oh my God, since I could remember. Mm. I mean, she, since, I mean, we, I would be in my room and she's like, open the door to Jesus, let him in. And I was like, who? What? <laughs> <laughs> coming in my room, get him out. Yeah, aren't boys the not allowed in the girls' dorms? <laughs> the, door, the door's blocking him? I, I think he could probably get through it. <laughs> Every religious class that she ever taught, she was like, open the door to Jesus. But the one thing she would always do, her class always loved her because she would tell angel stories to everybody and even to me growing up. And that's why I've been so receptive to angels and angel guidance and spirit guides i use them interchangeably mm-hmm. i don't yeah, care it if is you're helping i think yeah. so yeah it is. I agree. if you're helping me it's i love you thing. and that's great yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what i think <laughs> i don't really care you know so it, it was just i've always been receptive to it and i think that i don't know i think people just get so lost in the 3d sometimes mm-hmm. and it really can limit you from going beyond it maybe people are scared or it's new or it's weird but i think if we can just let go a little bit of our egoic mind trying to process everything and put it in its neat and tidy folder Mm -hmm. we can actually gain so much more information Mm -hmm. how do you suggest we do that definitely by being curious instead of thinking that we already have the answers i think that there's this whole thing where you can either either think you have this mastermind and you know everything already and you know how to connect the dots. But I really think the best mindset is a beginner mindset. And that's mm-hmm. what I like to always have. I'm always learning something new. And there's so much more that I have no idea about than I know. There's so much more for me to learn that I 
I'm just scratching the surface. And I think that if we can instead go into rooms, having our mind a little bit cracked open with curiosity, you don't have to agree with them, but at least being curious that maybe something else could be true. Maybe I don't know it all yet. Hmm. And we can unattach from our fears. I think that's how we can do it. Simply curiosity. I mean, I think this is so basic, but I think about me after I went through a breakup, I was super codependent. I had no identity besides being a girlfriend mm. and I had to then become curious about my own physical self. I'm like, who wow. am I? What am I supposed to do with my life? I had to try yoga. I tried reading new types of books. And because I was open to having curiosity, I was able to discover and create a new beginning. But if I wasn't curious, I would still basically have no identity and just have <laughs> latched onto some other guy, whoever was knocking at my door. But curiosity opens a door to yourself rather than just having to attach onto a new institution, a new guy, a new idea. So curiosity. I like that. Love it's also that. like very empowering. I feel like, you know, just, just being online, you know, generally and, and sort of keeping tabs on like spiritual things, how people post about it, people that follow us, follow them back, or, you know, just people I followed in general, I've noticed a vibe in the spiritual community that is, is can sometimes be pretty dark and pretty perverse. Like there's no consequences to our actions. Just, nice. you know, like, nihilistic yeah. yeah and like that's that's something i really appreciate about your angle it's like you know stop the stop the victim mentality do the work yeah you to know? me you know i had someone comment that i was like guilting women or something and to <sighs> me it's like i don't see it that way i said okay you can perceive it however you wish i perceive this as i'm taking back my power mm -hmm. and if i take total responsibility over my life i can change it because i know if i got myself here into a situation i don't want to be in i can also get myself out of here but if i am to say the world got me here how am i supposed to find a path out from my current circumstance you, you know what I think that probably is? I, I don't know. I, I can think back to times in my life where I was very sensitive um, and and quite frankly, depressed, you know, just in, in, in a really negative kind of spiral. Mm -hmm. And I found myself reacting to positivity in a negative way. Mm -hmm. it, it was really yeah. strange. I, I like at least in the in the sense of somebody trying to like pep me up or, mm -hmm. or give me like a pep talk and like, you know, it's going to be okay. Just, you know, you can do it. You got to put the work in, but you got it. that kind of stuff would like send me way deeper spiraling. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I feel like when people feel like that, their, their snap reaction is just to lash out and try to make yeah. others feel, you know, kind of bad, like they do. And I mean, what you're doing is inherently only positive like <laughs> you know your 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 message is so empowering and and inspiring like that's my favorite part of doing what we do is just making people feel like they can take care of themselves mm -hmm. yeah. and you know helping people get to that point where they're like they have a positive outlook on themselves and yeah. And that's all you're doing. Like somebody lashing out because of that mm -hmm. is, is they're just unfortunately well, they're so not conscious good, about it. Yeah. They're not yeah, in and, a good place. Like, and honestly, is, thank you. Thank of course, you. Of course. And 
I'm okay with being someone's trigger. I actually invite it. <laughs> I want to trigger you because you're talking to someone who I've been through the freaking ringer. Okay. You're talking to someone who was on sleeping medication, anti-anxiety medication. I've been there. I know how it works. Wow. I know how badly we are addicted to our own emotional story. I know how badly we get addicted to our self-pity, the circumstances and the dynamics that keep us stuck. I get it. I was once fighting for my own misery too. And I like it better where I am now. And if it wasn't for other people triggering me so badly into saying I'm in so much pain, I literally have no other option but to change my whole entire life, mm. I wouldn't be here. So if I am your trigger and I get you upset, I'm okay with that because I know that there's a bigger plan here and that's going to serve you in some way. And my soul probably has some sort of contract with your soul that I'm going to make you mad today. And that's okay with me. <laughs> well, it's like the personal trainer, you know, like you, you mm -hmm. sign up with a personal trainer, mm -hmm. you go to the gym and they kick your fucking ass. Yeah. They kick they the they, they, you. The, you know, it's not comfortable. Yeah. And like, I, I can't speak for us or how people react to us, but like in your case, you're, you're clearly getting, people messaging you it, it's you're doing something you know like <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's not the physical it's the spiritual you yeah. whatever whatever you're saying whatever you're doing is 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 uh i when i used to go to bible camp or not bible mm -hmm. camp but like bible studies in college something was spoken to me by one of the like youth ministers that changed my life and it's not even in reference just to the bible it's just period in all of life mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it, you're being like iron, you know, if people just mm -hmm. look at the same comfortable shit every day and never try to grow, they're never going to get any sharper. Yeah. And unfortunately with growth, I mean, it takes something tougher than you are to kind of sharpen you up. So yeah. it, it really is a good thing what you're doing. It's okay if people get offended that, yeah. you know, they just, they just haven't figured it out yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it, it's interesting because I was thinking about it today. I really love talking about magnetic energy, which is basically embodying a state where you don't have to chase anything, but instead you attract the best timeline, the best people, the best opportunity. And one magnetic behavior that I think we should all adopt is being okay, not being understood by other people and being okay. That's actually, the hardest for me, Cece. Oh, well, you know what? That's probably because of how you grew up though. Remember what you told me on the phone and it like blew my mind. You were what like, did I tell you? <laughs> you said every time that I listen to your show, mm -hmm. you, you want to say it? Yeah. You would say something along the lines. I know this sounds crazy or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Like this might sound crazy, but, and I would always smile to myself <laughs> because <laughs> I understood why you were saying that you were freaking traumatized. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now you have to have this almost a disclaimer of, okay, I'm going to say something and I'm probably going to have some sort of reaction, but I'm just going to try to protect myself and also trying to make you comfortable with the words I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. And for me, I grew up differently. I grew up trying to be as different as possible. And it's still, though, something that you you have to practice because I'm still a social being. I want acceptance right. of my peers and my family and all those mm -hmm. things. But I think that as you're probably noticing now and as I've noticed through creating content that's in alignment with me, once you taste how good it feels to be in your authentic energy, the opinions of others start to fade away and yeah. they start to matter less. But we value other people's opinions a lot more when we're not happy in our own circumstance already. Mm -hmm. Damn. 
She preaching, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Damn. That's, true. that's the hardest thing, you know, like mm -hmm. just people are mean. People are really honestly vicious and hateful. Yeah. And mm -hmm. like some of the things that have been said about us, you know, we're, we're drug addicts. We're mm -hmm. psychotic, schizophrenic, liars, demon possessed, like you name it. <laughs> Just because we've come out saying we we see things, right? You know, and like mm -hmm. here it is, twenty twenty three. We're still standing by it, you know, mm -hmm. and like talking mm -hmm. about. You, you, I don't know. It's like people are cruel, and it it, it stays with you. Like it I does. I can we can say all day. Like I know that 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 their opinions are untrue and they don't matter. But the reality is 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 it takes a long time to heal all that negative shit out of there, mm. and like. Especially yep. when it's still coming at you. It's not like it's it's gone. Exactly. I'm sure it's less now, but still it's it's still it's there. Still coming at you. And I think that for me, it's something I would practice with every time I made a decision. Cause I'm coming from the point of view, not the same story as you, but more so I was codependent in relationships. I had really bad anxious attachment and I was always this kind of people pleaser. So I came from that angle. And what I started to, to have to do is bring to the forefront of my mind every single time I made a decision until it became like my second skin. I was asking myself, how is this actually making me feel? Is this actually making me happy? Is this making me feel excited? Do I feel aligned? in my purpose. And the more we practice asking ourselves, how does this feel? The less we're worried about how is someone perceiving me? And it's a practice. Wow. I just had a realization, but it, it mm -hmm. seems to me like all of your, your spiritual practice that you're mm -hmm. regularly doing, it's, it seems like the secret sauce is you're really just connected to your subconscious mind. Like at the end of the day, like on paper, mm -hmm. You know, if I had to say, like, what 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 makes CC so special? Why is she so this or that or the other? I think you're really just connected to your subconscious mind. Have you ever thought about that or realized that? I try to befriend my subconscious mind because uh -huh. I want us on the same page. <laughs> and I'm all about reprogramming my subconscious mind. So I'm not just attracting anything and everything. I think a big realization for me when I was at my lowest point was, okay, I'm both attracting consciously and subconsciously and I need to get us both on Brilliant. the same boat. Yeah. Well, that's Brilliant. what happens though. It's We attract our like vibration, yes, but then we forget to mention that we also attract the exact opposite because polarity. Mm. We're also attracting our beliefs and we're also attracting our shadow and we're also attracting exactly what we hate. So <laughs> when I realized that and I was seeing that in the people I was meeting while I was dating and the friendships I was creating, when I realized realized that I said, okay, no. And something that I love to do is use theta state to my advantage. So as soon as I wake up and right before I have my last thought before I go to sleep, when our mind is in theta waves, mm -hmm. which means our subconscious mind is wide open, I will say a couple of my favorite, absolute favorite affirmations just to get it in that subconscious mind. It's like a fast pass on a Disney ride. Right, you just right. have a fast pass to your subconscious mind. And I use it to my advantage every single day. And that's a non-negotiable behavior for me. As soon as I wake up, so wow. right before I go to sleep, I'm saying these positive affirmations. That's that's brilliant because we've done entire episodes on this, like mm -hmm. multiple <laughs> different episodes. CC, I don't know if we even talked about this. Um, mm -hmm. There's there's just so much that you know. Obviously, we haven't had time to communicate to one right. another, but like a major component of our story, it's all over Dad's book. The first mm -hmm. chapter kicks off talking about this, and the last chapter are about this. Uh, my dad ended up getting involved with the people who basically operated the psychic spy program for the army and the CIA. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard of the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, oh my God, yes. I have that written down in my notes to watch. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, but the, the guy that the movie is based on is mm-hmm. like wrote the introduction to my dad's book. Okay. Very good friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to tell you, like, especially with these people being involved with the Monroe Institute. Are you familiar with the Monroe Institute? I've heard it only on your podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, my dad ended up going there, mm-hmm. friends with basically like the people in charge mm-hmm. there, the board director mm-hmm. members and stuff like that. That's what they do. They listen to special frequencies mm-hmm. that get them into a theta wave state and yeah. meditate. And it, it's not always saying affirmations. Sometimes it's like the affirmations are in the tracks, mm-hmm. you know, so like it's spoken to you. Yeah. But like that's very profound that you just out there in the wilderness of <laughs> New York talking to your spirit guides and meditating and doing yoga and twerking <laughs> with a hula hoop. <laughs> You're figuring out all this high level shit. That's a perfect description of me right there. I'm not even kidding. That needs to be a t-shirt or something. There there are people like me and, and us and by extension, Nick and Alex, because they have crazy experiences too. You know, they, they see things and they've Mm -hmm. met cool people and all this. There are people like us who have boom lights flicker from another dimension. And they're like, What's up, motherfucker? You know, you mm-hmm. got to go tell your story. And mm-hmm. then the government knocks on our door and they study us. Right. And then the Monroe Institute, you know, people, things are just handed to me. Right. Not knowledge is just constantly being handed to me from some forces that I can't understand. Mm-hmm. And then there are people like you who out there on your own, you just figure out all this shit because you're listening to your inner voice and it's coming mm-hmm. to you so clearly. Yeah. As opposed to most people. I'm very mm-hmm. impressed by your knowledge. I just Thank have to say you. that. Like, I'm very <laughs> impressed by your spiritual knowledge. Thank you so much. I, I was thinking also about this today, but if I could, this is such a weird thought, but I was in my closet and I was thinking if I could email every single human being on the planet every single day, I would say the same exact sentence, which is the pain is the portal. And I would just repeatedly say that over, over and over again, because I'm not kidding you. Every single painful experience I have ever went through was the best thing that has ever happened to me because it has taught me literally everything. My pain, every single time, there's never not been a time this has happened. Every single time my skin feels like it's crawling, my heart's being ripped out of my chest. I'm telling you, it leads me to the exact thing. The nature just completely molds to what I need. And I find the exact teaching I need. My spirit guides tell me exactly what I need to do. I learn how to do something new, how to harness my energy. I learn about subtle energies when it comes to dating. And then I just simply take that and teach it to other people. It is my pain, though, that has been my greatest teacher. And I think there's something to to say about our own darkness. I'm one of those people who says, baby girl, let's dance with our darkness because (laughs) our darkness will teach us things that the light could never and that's just the truth. Your mm-hmm. darkness will Damn. lead you deeper and further than your light can show you. Eventually, you will love that darkness to the light, but it's going to take you to places that the light doesn't even know exists. Well, there's a lot of symbolism behind that. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's like yin yang, you know. Like in in the yeah. light, there is that little kernel of darkness, but mm-hmm. then in the darkness, there's that little kernel of light. And when you really yeah. think about it, most of these experiences, I'm talking about like the paranormal UFO yeah. type, higher consciousness experiences, 99% of them happen at night. At least yeah. in my experience, which is like, you know, ground zero for all this disclosure stuff going on. Yeah. Other people, I don't know, maybe they're having lots of daytime experiences. Mm-hmm. I've had few compared to the majority. And then also you have all this esoteric symbolism like owls. Mm-hmm. Owls are always this divine 
messenger of the gods and like even Zeus's daughter, uh, Athena, you know, the owl or Minerva, the owl of wisdom, right? It's always this owl symbolism. It's this creature that lives in the night, but its eyes are bright and it can see the truth in the darkness. Mm -hmm. It's illuminated with knowledge that other creatures of the night can't perceive, you know, there, yeah. there is, there is truth to be gleaned or there's light to be gleaned from yeah. the darkness of night. The lady came at night. Mm, you know, period. It, it, period. You know, dark, darkness period. doesn't have to be evil. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my understanding of that is more so like darkness is the illusion of not having truth or light, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. those with, those with eyes like an owl or, you know, like an open third eye or whatever, who has the intuition and the knowledge to perceive there is light to be found in the darkness. I think you are absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah. I was going to reference. I was about to say, yeah, I was just listening to this podcast. It was your podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, you were basically talking about how like your soul, you know, is under contract. It, it chooses the mm -hmm. body that it wants to come into. Mm -hmm. But you were also talking about how the whole purpose of us incarnating into this physical 3D realm is because without it, we wouldn't be able to appreciate the light, mm -hmm. you know, we, mm -hmm. we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have any frame of reference. Yeah. It, it's like, if it's just, you said, Oh, there was this amazing quote that you said about heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, gosh, I wish I could remember it, but it was essentially like, you can't, Oh yeah. It was, you can't learn in heaven. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't yeah. learn lessons yeah. in heaven yeah. because it's yeah. all good all the time. You know, we right. incarnate here. We accept the darkness willingly, so that we can appreciate the light. That shit is beautiful. Oh my God. Now that's on a period. Yeah. <laughs> that's on a period. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. No, absolutely. And I just think it's so important that, you know, if I came all the way to planet earth and incarnated <laughs> as a freaking human, I need to get out what I can get out of this experience. I need to like <laughs> fully throw myself into it and part of that is experiencing not just this positivity but also that lower vibrational energy that negativity but it's not feeling a negative emotion is not a negative experience if you actually just feel it learn from it and release it that in itself is actually a positive experience. That 100%. is being a positive bitch. You're exploring yeah. a new vibration, a new frequency, and learning from it. Facts. Everybody needs to aspire to be a positive bitch. Like, <laughs> a thousand percent. We are all babes in touch with what what was it again? <laughs> Babe in total connection with total herself. Connection with herself. That yes. is all of us. It so, needs to be at least. We should aspire to be bitches. Are yes. we honorary positive bitches? Absolutely. Yeah, let's <laughs> go. We're going to keep you on speed dial. We're going to keep CC on speed dial. And um, yeah, I mean, I I is there anything like if, if you if you had a, a camera on you right now, what you do, but a different one, mm -hmm, a, di okay. a different camera. And it was like projecting to the entire earth. You already said panties the portal. So that's it. That that's that's the best thing I've ever heard. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my face. Like it, that, it, that's the best shit I've ever heard. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That was pretty gas. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll do a different question. If you had one spiritual practice that you wish that you could teach to all of humanity, what would it be? Patience, honestly, patience with yourself to actually learn what it is you're trying to transcend and what you're trying to encode, because you have to remember you've been a certain way 
for X amount of years, which is probably most of your life, because when do we start learning? It's pretty much when we're an adult. Mm -hmm. If you've been encoding a certain way of being for so long, it's going to take time to then encode a new way of living. Mm -hmm. You need to have patience for all of the energies to correspond with one another, to be woven together, and to transcend your older versions of yourself. I love having a funeral for all the older versions of myself. I kiss them goodbye every single day. I'm like, I love you. Yeah, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Thank you for everything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I think that it doesn't have to be like, oh, my God, I'm losing this part of myself. I'm like, okay, bye. Maybe you'll come back later. I don't know. And having patience with learning new versions of you and having patience knowing that you have to learn new ways of living and it doesn't happen overnight and it's not supposed to because who goes to a movie just to see the ending? You want to see the whole movie. Live your life, enjoy each day and just enjoy being human. Honestly, that's it. That's I love that. That's a a very great um, closing out point, I would say. Cece, you're amazing. Um, I hope you enjoyed your experience with us. I did. Thank you so much for having me on. This was amazing. Thank you, brother podcast. (laughs) Thank you, sister. (laughs) We definitely got to have you on again in the future. Um, So you've seen the show. So I have a suggestion. Okay. This is going to be the first episode where we don't say bye, guys. We're going to say bye, bitches. Oh, I love it. Bye, positive bitches. We'll do that. I like that. I like that better. I like that. Okay. Let's do it. Ready? Three, two, one. Bye, Bye, positive positive bitches. bitches. Yeah.